Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue our study of the priestly garments that the Lord instructed Moses to make for Aaron and his sons. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. You've heard the saying, dress for success. The world interprets that as wearing good-looking, often expensive clothes and keeping with your profession. Rightly or wrongly, people judge you by what they see on the outside. As the Lord told Samuel long ago, man looks on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Nevertheless, when it came to the priests serving in the tabernacle, God still cared about how they looked. There were specific garments that the high priest was to wear while he ministered before the Lord. These were for beauty and glory, and they all point to Jesus Christ, who is our high priest. The ephod was an apron made from finely woven linen and gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread. The breastplate was made from the same colorful material and had 12 precious stones on it corresponding to the 12 tribes of Israel. In this way, Aaron, the high priest, would bear the names of the children of Israel over his heart as he ministered to the Lord. We continue in Exodus chapter 28, verse 31. You shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. There shall be an opening for his head in the middle of it. It shall have a woven binding all around its opening, like the opening of a coat of mail so that it does not tear. And upon its hem, you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet all around its hem, and bells of gold between them all around. A golden bell and a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate upon the hem of the robe all around. And it shall be upon Aaron when he ministers, and its sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out that he may not die. The blue robe was worn underneath the ephod and reached down below the knees. It was sleeveless and was put on over the head, having holes on the sides to put the arms through. The hole on top was stitched so that it would not tear when he put it on. The robe was made of blue, which was the color of heaven. The hem at the bottom had pomegranates made of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, alternating with bells of gold all around. The pomegranate between the bells would keep them from clanging together. Aaron had to wear this garment when he ministered to the Lord in the holy place, lest he die. According to tradition, he also had a cord tied around his ankle in case he sinned and was struck dead then they could pull him out without having to go in. If they heard the bells ringing, everything was fine. But if the bells stopped ringing, that would indicate that the high priest had fallen dead. Now this also applies to us because in Christ, we have been made a royal priesthood. Peter writes in his first epistle, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Therefore, as priests of God, 
We must be clothed in the righteousness of Christ before we can minister before the Lord. No one is worthy to minister before the Lord in his or her own righteousness. It is only by God's grace in crediting the righteousness of Christ to us by our faith that we are qualified to serve the Lord. It has been said that the pomegranates represent the fruit of the Spirit and the bells represent the gifts of the Spirit. To minister before the Lord effectively, we need both. If people exercise their spiritual gifts without the fruit of the Spirit, they will clang against each other. There will be friction and it's not a pretty sight. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Sometimes people in the process of exercising their gifts do so without love and what are they? Really just a bunch of noise. But when we operate the gifts of the Spirit with the fruit of the Spirit of love, then there's beautiful music. Verse 36. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And you shall put it on a blue cord that it may be on the turban. It shall be on the front of the turban. So it shall be on Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow in all their holy gifts. And it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. On the white linen hat that Aaron wore, there would be a plate of pure gold engraved with the words, holiness to the Lord. This would be a constant reminder to Aaron that his life was set apart to God. It might be easier for us to think of holiness as wholeness. You see, we start out being slaves to our own sinful passions and desires. But when Christ saves us, then we die to our old way of life. We die to sin. And now it's no longer we who are living, but Christ who is living in us. He makes us whole. And he restores those broken, tattered, messed up areas of our lives. Because the high priest knew that his life was set apart to God, it would keep him from getting involved in things that he shouldn't be touching. It would keep him from moral compromise. It is like those who are born in a royal family. They must conduct themselves a certain way because they are set apart as royalty. And people will judge the entire royal family by what they do. This also applies to us because in Christ we are a royal priesthood. Peter also tells us in 1 Peter 1.15, But as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. As a royal priesthood, we need to pursue holiness because God is holy and we are representing Him. Aaron would bear the iniquity of the holy things, which means that he would take upon himself the guilt of the people whenever he presented their sacred offerings to the Lord. It was therefore important that he wear these garments so that his offerings would be accepted. Verse 39. You shall skillfully weave the tunic of fine linen thread 
You shall make the turban of fine linen, and you shall make the sash of woven work. The tunic of fine linen was a long white undergarment that the high priest wore beneath the robe and the ephod. The turban, or hat, was made of the same material and was also white. The sash was a waistband that was made of the same gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen as the ephod. For Aaron's sons, you shall make tunics, and you shall make sashes for them, and you shall make hats for them for glory and beauty. So you shall put them on Aaron, your brother, and on his sons with him. You shall anoint them, consecrate them, and sanctify them, that they may minister to me as priests. Aaron's sons would also wear tunics, hats, and sashes, but their clothing was all made of white linen. As with the high priest, these were for glory and beauty. Before they could serve the Lord as priests, they had to be anointed with oil, a symbol of the Holy Spirit, consecrated, literally it means that their hands were filled with the Lord's work, and sanctified, set apart. And you shall make for them linen trousers to cover their nakedness. They shall reach from the waist to the thighs. They shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they come into the tabernacle of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister in the holy place, that they do not incur iniquity and die. It shall be a statute forever to him and his descendants after him. God wanted every part of his worship to be done with propriety. There was to be no nakedness that would be a distraction to worshipers or would incur God's wrath. If they came into the holy place within the tabernacle of meeting and were improperly clothed, they could die. That was certainly an incentive to maintain the priestly dress code. Likewise, if we are going to serve the Lord, we must be properly clothed in Christ's righteousness. First, this means that we receive his righteousness imputed or credited to us when we believe in him. Second, we are clothed in this righteousness when we choose with the help of the Holy Spirit to walk in integrity and submission to God and to others. God is concerned with our undergarments. That is, he cares about the inner character. Some people are very concerned about their reputation with others, but they're not concerned about their character. They care about what man thinks, but not what God thinks. I've known people like this. I've known people that have been very much concerned about their reputation, but they really didn't give any concern to their character, or they thought somehow they could get away with it because of their place. And yet, how often have we seen those who are in a very prominent place of ministry fall because they didn't give attention to the inner man? They didn't give sufficient attention to what was going on in the heart and what they were doing behind closed doors. God help us to be men and women of integrity who do the right thing when nobody else is looking because God is always looking. If we will do that, then God will see to it that our reputation is right before men, at least the men that matter. God says, mind your character, and I will take care of your reputation. Walking in integrity and submission so that you have good character 
will keep you from failing or dying, as it were, in the ministry. It will help you finish well. How are you clothed? Are you clothed not in your own righteousness or merit, but by grace clothed with the clothing of Jesus Christ? You see, we're to put off the old man that's being corrupted by its evil desires, and we are to put on the new man that's being conformed into Christ's image. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Before Aaron and his sons could serve the Lord, they had to be consecrated through offerings and rituals. This gives us insight into what is required for anyone to serve God. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue in Exodus on Simply the Bible.